Okay, and this is an emergency what's the game plan pod because uh, it's come to my attention that I have the two experts back and Aintree is on starting tomorrow. It's going to be released tomorrow morning. Uh, I've had these two working their socks off since about one o'clock in the afternoon when they agreed to come on the podcast and straight after Aintree we'll have a quick word with Mark and uh, about the Masters but right now we have the tipster expertise of Mick and Mark. How's it going, guys? Not a bother, Shani. Hello, Shani. How are you, Mick? Mark, yeah, all good, yeah. Okay, I hope everyone made a few a quid on uh, some of our tips for Cheltenham. It tailed off a bit towards the end of the week, but uh, we, we, I think for a level stake over the over the three days that we gave tips for, uh, we showed a, a, showed a profit over, over the three days. There was one punter came back to us and uh, on the first day, he did a, a lucky 15 on our tipped horses of uh, Bob Ollinger at 15 to 8, Tiger Roll 9 to 2, Sky Pirate 14 to 1, and Sir Gerhard at 85 to 40. And the one euro lucky 15 netted him 1,661.38 cents. So if he lost all that back over the next two days, I think he yeah. is more than a podcast. He needs to cure him. Yeah, it's more of a him problem than a your problem. Well, there, there is that. There yes, is that. excellent, excellent. I think we had five winners on the first day between us, yeah. yeah. And a few of the, the handicap ones that you suggested each way. each ways, yeah. You know, so yeah. I worked out overall, uh, no real look in the in the Gold Cup, unfortunately. Only that uh, we, we decided that your man wouldn't do three in a row. But apart from that, Alvin Fodor wouldn't do three in a row. But yeah. that's not much help to people, really. But I suppose we'll get into um, the, the three days of entry coming up now. And entry it never gets the same hype as, as Cheltenham. But there is some quality races, I think, Mark, over the next couple of days. Yeah, normally it's yeah, it's a, it's it's hit and miss. But just looking at tomorrow and Friday, uh, with some great races and uh, very surprised, you know. So... Yeah. yeah, definitely worth having a look at and a little bet, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'll start off with tomorrow, maybe, and uh, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, the, the first race at a quarter to two. And uh, anyone that listened in for the, the Cheltenham podcast will remember we were tipping a horse called the Shunter. And at the time, we weren't really sure what race he was going to run in, but to back him in whatever race he decided to go on, he was going for a I think £100,000 bonus at the time. But the shunter is in again in the very first race tomorrow, and he'll be my tip for it. Um, he's up in, well up in grade now. He's in a, it's, a, it's a grade one race tomorrow, so he's well up in grade from what, uh, his last run. And But he has good form at both fences and hurdling. You might remember he won the, the Greatwood Hurdle back in November. So he has a fair bit of speed as well. And... He showed there at Cheltenham and he's, uh, when he won their um, great tenacity. Just keep keep pulling it out when pressure comes on him. So he's in about four to one, and uh, he'd be my selection for the first race on Thursday. I don't yeah. know, Mark, if you have any opinion on that yeah, one. Definitely, yeah, you'd agree. You know, every time he uh, he runs, you keep thinking he's had enough runs and he's going to get beaten. But the way he won at Cheltenham was fabulous. Um, he stayed on really well. He can hurdle and he can chase and he can go over any distance. So you'd have to give him a great chance. Uh, I, I, I'd be between him and Hitman. I think just the only danger. Hitman is a bit of a, a headbanger. He'll either win by twenty-five lengths or he'll run through the rails and charge off down the motorway. So he's a he's a strange horse. But uh, four to one to Shunter. I think Mick. I think might get us off to a good start. I'm not disagreeing with you there. 
Yeah, good stuff. Good do, you, stuff. do you think uh, that price will last the four to one come the race tomorrow? Ah, it should, yeah, yeah. Refusal Raffles is, is a grade one horse, and so is Hitman. So they should stay ahead of him in the betting. I'd be surprised. Now, if it was later on in the week, you might get a few bob on him, but I don't think the Irish go mad at this meeting like they do at Cheltenham on their, their own horses, you know, betting wise. So I don't expect too many gambles on the Irish horses. As a man for seeing Refusal Raffles has gone nine to four to five to two, uh, there's already a bit of drifting going on. Uh, like that's why, you know, that's why I brought yeah, it. I, th- I think Mark is probably right on it, Sean. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but you know, I'd be surprised. There wouldn't be much value in him, any much less than four to one now, to be fair. But no, it's just four to one of first race of the meeting, there's never normally any gambles. If anything, they drift slightly. So yeah. I, I, I don't think you'll get any less than four yeah. to one. I'd be surprised. The, not plugging any particular bookie, but with Paddy Power, uh, if you leave it tomorrow morning to put on the bet, you'll get the uh, the SP if better anyway. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, till, wait till the morning. Yeah, there's not going to be a big change. Yeah. And uh, also, I see a uh, skeleton pairing in this race as well. Uh, what would you, how would you see the skeletons as a pairing, uh, Mark? Do you think uh, they're going all out for this sort of thing, or are they purely focused on the jockey being uh, uh, Harry Skelton on winning the champ- champion jockey? Uh, is that what it's called? The yeah, champion. jockey champion. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a good fan of Skelton, Sean. Yeah, I remember you, you get them a good uh, ride up at Cheltenham as well, and, we, and I think we said that they'll they'll get a few places but won't win it. And I think we were right. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen many of their horses yet, but I see pr, pr, is it? Pr, well, I can't even pronounce it. Pratitokrat or something in the first yeah. race they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he's a bit of a. I think he's a bit of a, a mudlark, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. But so he might find this a bit quick for him, but. I think Skelton might pick up a winner or two over the three days. He's been coming into form uh, since Cheltenham, so definitely a good trainer and one to keep an eye on. But I think this is a hot race to start with, so he'll probably find the first race a bit tough to win. I think the comment we made in relation to when Shawnee brought this up but for Cheltenham is probably still valid that in these kind of grade ones, he struggles a bit. You know, when you know plenty of races at Exeter and places like that, but once it comes up the days, he'll probably struggle a bit. But, you know, I'd say I certainly wouldn't go against uh, the shunter with one of his in the first race. No, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky little race. Only seven runners. Umber Grado's won his last three. But uh, no, I'd stick with the shunter just for the, the love of the horse. And uh, he always gives you a run for your money. Okay. Okay. Uh, we probably won't do absolutely every race, but we'll do for the, the next have one. It. Yeah. For the first day, maybe, Mark. But uh, in, the, yeah, the, in, the, in the 220, uh, this is um, this is going to be second favourite as it happens now. I think behind the uh, behind Paul Nixon's horse, but it's um, Agio. Uh, I think we spoke about this lad before he ran in the in the Triumph Hurdle, where he'd been beaten by a horse I was keeping an eye on called uh, Duffelcoat, and he the forum did hold up well uh, in that he came uh, Agio came second in the uh, Triumph Hurdle. Duffelcoat didn't turn up. And I don't think there's anything as good as Quilixios in this race. To, uh, in this race tomorrow, uh, and now unless this yoke, I don't, I don't know much about this um, uh, Monderal, this yoke of um, of Nichols, uh, Mark. But he'd want to be damn good, I think, to uh, to beat him. Even though he's favourite, he'd want to be damn good to beat it, Agio. Yeah, I think just. There's an old thing about ch- horses that run at Cheltenham don't perform at Aintree. A lot of them, so. I don't, you know, it's, he's only a two miler. He was, 
he ran well at Cheltenham. Yeah, I don't know anything about Mon Morale. I think the only reason he's favourite is because he's fresher than uh, and fitter, you know. But mm. I'd be back. I'd be going with Adjo there all the way. But you, Mick, yeah. on that one, yeah. Wouldn't, nothing uh, else. Adjo's two, two beatings were by Duffel Coat and by yeah. uh, Yost, you know. So and he's won everything apart from that. So well, well he was have... two to one last night when we were talking. It's he's now to... five to four now. Yeah, and I didn't tell anyone, Mark. Uh, I didn't do any other podcasts. <laughs> no, it, uh, Duffel Coat was on last night, and uh, Joe, Joe Duffy, I heard him. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, it's a very short field as well, so no bother with you. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's smart. You know, just where the bet it looks a two horse race, but uh, I'm only after, uh, genuinely only after seeing that five to four now. Um, that, that was um, 13 days when I looked at it an hour ago. Yeah, it's probably a lucky fifteen tomorrow. The first four races, something like that. And there's, there's, yeah. you could put in the shunter and the agio, and you'll have your money back already. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and the prices shoot up right after the first two. So yeah, two horse race. And uh, then we'll if, move on to the next one. Yeah, you have oh, two big races. Ahead. Two, two big races tomorrow. Two big, very big races. The Betway yeah. Bowl over three miles, followed by the Aintree Hurdle over two and a half miles. Mick, do you want to go through the bowl? A uh, couple of old favourites running there. Yeah, Tiger Roll. Uh, I, I tuned in for the, the, the Cheltenham one. This was one of the ones we tipped up strongly and he obliged very well, beating Easy Land by, I don't know, what was it, Mark, 10, 12 lengths. Ah, he was expect So I'd expect Tiger Roll to go in again tomorrow. Uh, I think he's turning around what, about five to one now. Six to one. Six, six to one, six, yeah. Six to one, six to one. I think he's, he's a very good bet at that. He'll Good going, and I think if he can get it, get him into a good rhythm, I think he he'll I think he will do it. Like Native River is about the same price, but for me, Native River leads it a lot softer, and he won't have um, Dicky Richard Johnson riding him either. He's he's retired now, but uh, I think Tiger Roll. I suppose the one slight hesitation I'd have with Tiger Roll is that. Uh, Keith Dunahoo, for some reason, isn't riding him this time. I've absolutely nothing against Jack Kennedy, but uh, Keith Dunahoo seems to get on very, very well with him. And I see Dunahoo is riding at entry, so I'm not sure what the um, the rationale is that uh, that he's uh, being replaced by Jack Kennedy. But notwithstanding that, uh, uh, Tiger Roll would be my tip for it. Yeah, again, he, he ran over three miles six at Cheltenham. He bolted in, and it looked like he didn't use up any energy. So that's probably what's going against him in the betting. When you have Clans of Zobo and Waiting Patiently, who uh, who didn't run at Cheltenham, and they're fitter probably and fresher. But Tiger Roll's a special horse, you know, and he hasn't. He's only got a another year or two left in him, I'd say. But um, the heart says Tiger Roll. If he gets into a rhythm and jumps, uh, these lads. Waiting patiently, I don't know whether he'll stay the three miles. And Clandazobo has been a bit hit and miss this year, and the Native River needs a bit of mud. So he's everything gone from now in, which is a, I, I, I'm on him at five to one, but already anti post, but uh, definitely uh, it's Tiger out. Is there any reason why he shouldn't be favourite here? Like, uh, he's gone up two or three grades in class. Yeah. You know, that's all it is. Yeah. These are group one horses. He's probably. Group two or three-ish, you know, or class one or whatever it is, or, and over the jumps. But uh, plus, Clandazob has been running gold cups and yeah. King George's. You know, they'll say Tiger Roll's only been winning handicaps. But uh, on his day, you know, at this time last year, before he uh, got, got into a bit of bad form, I was hoping he'd run the gold cup. I thought he'd win a gold cup. But uh, that's how much I thought of him. But he seemed to be back to very near his best uh 
you could argue that Easy Lance didn't run as well as he can, but you know, like Easy Lance had run a poor race in November at Cheltenham as well. We, we touched on that in the in the last podcast, but uh, notwithstanding that, all he could do was beat what was there, and he, he looked fresh. Now, you know, probably the, I would think maybe the, the jockey selection and maybe the distance being a little bit short, possibly, but I still think he'll do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. now we'll stick with we'll put him in the lucky fifteen. There's three in the lucky fifteen so far. And then the last of the lucky 15s, maybe for the first day, is the Aintree Hurdle, over two and a half miles. This has had some great winners over the years. Again, it's it's all the champion hurdle horses, but they're all... That's a, that's a 3.25. But they're all going up and trip now to two and a half miles for the first time. So the you've got Jason the Militant for the, the, the great Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore. That's been backed all week into favourite. He's been running well in Ireland against all the big horses just behind him, second and third. And then Abercadabras, who fell at, in the champion hurdle, who uh, was well fancied. Uh, he loved the extra trip and the, the drying ground. And uh, I'm not going to go through much more. I don't like the rest of them. There's question marks over them all. Silver Streak was well beaten in the champion hurdle. So was no, so sleepy. Song for someone was hammered by Goshen, and we've seen what happened to him at Cheltenham. Bouvardor is getting on in age. Uh, he's... He's good record around here, and he's uh, if he was a bit younger, I'd give him a chance. Uh, and McFabulous is a, another very good two and a half miler, but he's gone from three to one out to six to one. So I'd be looking at the two Irish ones. I don't know about you, Mick. Jason the Militant yeah. and Abercadabra. I, I don't know which one I'd back yet, but one of them. It was early enough in the race when Abercadabra's came down, so you couldn't say was he going to you know win or otherwise. But uh, yeah. you know, probably a toss up here. I'd probably go for Abercadabra, but. Yeah, but you, you know what? But like your first four races tomorrow, you have a lucky fifteen there. I think is your best uh, thing to do, you know. And uh, just just take it easy on day one, as we always say. Um, I remember not so long ago, Bouvadier being like odds on for nearly every race he went into. What what happened to him? Just getting old. He He's just getting horse. old. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a year off through injury, and he came back there. He was second in a three horse race. He was well beaten, but. Oh, he look. I wouldn't write him off. You know, the people have a lot of people like their own horses. You know, I might stick with him. It's just I think the younger legs. Those two Irish horses are much younger, and they they love the good ground. They, they could be very quick. They probably he'll probably get outpaced. By the time, Shawnee, I used to be a hundred yards sprinter champion down in Walsh Island. Look at me now. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. on podcast. <laughs> just. Uh, just, just we finish off day one. Just, just two big handicaps coming up after that. You know the way I'm the handicap expert and good each way bets always. So, the next race at the 405 is the Fox Hunters. Now, that's over the Grand National Course. Uh, so they'll be jumping the big fences. So, um, you need a lot of luck to get around there. But I, 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 I got a little tip from a friend of mine uh, for the Fox Hunters at Cheltenham back in March for late night pass at 20 to one. I backed it. And it led all the way to the second last and died a death to finish fourth uh, over three miles two at Cheltenham. Back down to two miles five today. If he handles these fences at uh, Aintree, I think uh, 10 to 1, 8 to 1, late night pass each way could be a good bet. But uh, you're putting your money at risk going over Grand National fences and you just hope for the best. But there's one each way for you. And then in the, the 440, it's a, a chase over two miles. A good few of these ran at Cheltenham over two miles and two and a half miles, I've noticed. Um, but I'm going to, there's one I, I fancy. Uh, it's called Sully Dock A. 
and it was 20 to 1 last night and I see it's 11 to 1 now it finished 8 out over the 2.5 miles in the Paddy Power Chase behind the shunter at Cheltenham and uh, he wasn't given a hard race he got outpaced uh, and it was uh, got uh, just got going too late but it wasn't his trip he's back to 2 miles and the drying ground will suit him so he's a 10, to 10 or 11 to 1 so there's just two little each ways for those handicaps late in the day Um and the favourite in the bumper is a good thing. Uh, I've seen this horse before, uh, Eileen Dover. It, he's absolute robot over two miles on good ground. He, he'll scoot in for anyone who wants to stick him in their doubles or trebles. Etten there, Mick, did you see Etten? Or... No, I go along with you in the bumper, all right. Yeah, I saw, I saw that winning. But um, uh, no, I'll be happy enough to st- stick with you. You're the handicap expert, Mark. You didn't yeah. get Ah, well, I could talk about them all day. There's two or three in each race. Yeah. Like, they be the two. Zanza, who was one of my best tips for Cheltenham, and unfortunately, some horse fell in front of him and he pulled up. He's going as well tomorrow. He's 12 to 1. He's very weak. Uh, he's gone two and a half miles. So he could watch out for him as well. He's going in the the 440, maybe, you know, just if you're looking for another each way. But that's yeah. all would be in those races, you know. Could I be so bold as to ask who the sources were for these tips? <laughs> oh, well, there's a good friend of mine who's a, is an expert on a handicap form and uh, ratings and weights and all that. He's big into all that stuff. And he had that late night pass. He was giving me all the times of it and said it was faster than everything else in the, the Fox Hunters at Cheltenham. And he was right. Coming to the second last, it was still leading. So just didn't get the trip. So it's back down. But... If it gets into a rhythm jump, it'll go to the front. And if it jumps well at the front over, you know, it could be hard to catch. But Aintree, Grand National Fences, you know what can happen there. Okay. Friday, Mick. Okay. Um, Friday. What have we got Friday? Let's see. You want to look at the first one, Mark, for yourself yeah, first? Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll have a quick look now. Sorry, just getting it up here on the, the oh. iPad. Um, 7.12 at Keeneland is on now if you want to have a bet. No. <laughs> I think this could be one where the skeletons might have a chance. Is it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm just what are we looking for? Friday, sorry. Cheltenham. Mm-hmm. First the first race, a handicap, obviously. That's where you're giving me a shout. Oh, it's two mile four handicap hurdle, yeah. Um Wild about Oscar, that's the one you're thinking, Mick, isn't it? He won four of his yeah. last five. Yeah, and he didn't go to Cheltenham, so he'll be fit. Mm-hmm. Edwardstown ran on well at Cheltenham. Um, and the only other one I was looking at is one that's in my notebook uh, to follow is Mr. Coffee, who loves good ground and only goes on good ground. I, I fancied him to win the Betfair hurdle at Newbury there a few months ago. And uh, he was seventh and he was n- n- just nestled nice and quietly through the race from last. Came through them all one by one, but never got there. But if the ground drying out more and this longer trip, he could be worth a little bet. So I go for... Uh, well, I'm going to go for uh, Mr. Coffee myself and uh, Wild About Oscar, as Mick said, for the skeletons. Will be, he might get that. He might get his winner at last. That could be the, one of the best chances. Yeah, I think, he's, I think yeah. he might I think he might be close enough to favourite about five or six to one. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't look, I've no interest in the 220. I don't know whether you have, Mick. I would move um, on to the big race. No, we'll go on, we'll go on to the, the, the 250, maybe. Yeah. It's the, the big three mile race yeah, of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid in this one I'm going to be going for the um, for the favourite, um, Chantry House. His 
he's beaten a few of these before already. These ones this against them now, and he's a record. I think it's something like it was seven runs. He's won five of them. You know, he's a brilliant strike rate, and you know, some people don't particularly like him. And Nicky Bond as a jockey, I think he's maybe not not top class, but notwithstanding that, I think I'd put him in as a very strong selection in that. I know it's not much value. He's only going to be seven to four, maybe two to one best, but. Uh, um, I suppose that uh, two to one winner is better than that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it, uh, like Shan Blue is going to go off like a greyhound and set the pace, and that'll suit Shantry House perfectly. He he's gone up and trip, but there, there, there's a lot of uh, plotters in this race, so I expect Shantry House to come there too out to take Shan Blue. Espor de Rame is the only interesting one. He's a dark horse. We don't know anything about him. He's only won a couple of races. Um down at uh, Leicester and Huntington so I don't know why he's 5 to 1 somebody knows something but it'll be Shantry House for me as well making there would, yeah. would, you, would you be tempted to bet on the distance? Um, I suppose you could yeah he's going to like it's 3 miles he's never gone 3 miles before I don't think Shantry House to put him into a lucky 15 you know just yeah like, like 3 miles he's the one to beat like if the second favourite's no good S-board the thing he'd probably win by Two or three lengths, but he won't be a ten or fifteen length winner. We want to. There won't be none of that. None of your mad bets, Shawnee. The hundred and twenty yeah. lengths or more at Cheltenham. I think you got that one up, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, that definitely came up like in the first day. It's nearly <laughs> over after day one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Another big race after that, Mick. I see, isn't there yeah, the, the, the Marsh yeah, Chase or something? It's called. Yeah, is it? The... Pretty good race. I, I'm not sure, Mark. Why did Politolog not run at Cheltenham? Or I picked up an injury at the last minute. Yeah. Either, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. One, one or the other going for um. Uh, not an outsider, but a slightly longer price than this. I'm going for a notebook in this. Uh, this is uh, Henry de Bromhead and Rachel Blackmore. Um, didn't run well. Like The champion chase might have been just a, a bit on the short side anyway, but ran reasonably okay in, in the championship. Um, I'm over the uh, two and a half mile. I think he's a like he always gives me a pressure of big strong looking horse at that, but yeah. uh, I I think uh, he he should have a right chance now. Uh, but um, the distance certainly in his favour, and as far as I know, the ground would be in his favour as well. But uh, I, I'd be fairly strong on him at about seven to one, seven eight to one, maybe even yeah, yeah. around that price. He is seven to one. Yeah, you like that horse. Yeah, I, I I used to follow that horse all the time, but after last year's article run, I lost interest. Um. He's good value at seven to one. Like I'm on fac air to do the day all day long. Um, yeah. This fella is okay. uh, was second to um, Alaho at Cheltenham, but uh, like Alaho was machine that day, and he, he chased him home the whole way without giving him a hard race or miles clear. The rest absolutely loves good ground in two and a half miles, and I'll be having a a lump as they say on fac air to do the day. I see okay. Mick, Mick, is, Mick is taking a note of that just in case. I see the pen, <laughs> the pen is out. That's my that's my banker of the first two days. Fakir Duderi. You'll have a lump left at this stage. I'd be thinking, yeah. I'm not I'm not bringing a thousand quid with me this week. No, I'm just keeping it a little bit lower, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, just to see. But the the four oh five is another one of these races over the Grand National Course. The the topham as they call it, twenty eight runners over two miles five. So you're putting your a pen in here or picking your favorite name i'd say you know it's a it's an absolute cavalry charge and um, just a couple of notes for those who are interested um 
Huntsman's son. I think he won this race before. He's sixteen to one, and and uh, he ran well at Cheltenham uh, without being given a hard race, so he could be one for the each way betters. Um, and Nicky Henderson has two in it: Morning Vicar and Caribbean Boy, both about ten to one, who both had ran on at Cheltenham and would like this trip. Um, I think one of them could get involved. So tricky race. Um, I'd have maybe Morning Vicar each way and Caribbean boy each way and just keep an eye on Huntsman's son um, but no. it's, a, it's not one to, to go mad on a couple of 250 each way or something didn't see anything there Mickey you like is... no 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 strong opinion on it Mark and uh, run along with your own selections there they're yeah. pretty open anyway yeah there's a lot of familiar yeah. faces in there Magic Saint Senior Citizen yeah. uh, Storm Control yeah no, st- actually see that Storm Control actually yeah. I backed him at Cheltenham. He leads all the way, and he led all the way to the last at Cheltenham. But he's—it seems yeah. to be three miles. Like this is two miles five. So there, if he can get out in front and and get jump the first few well, he could you know he could set a good pace. But uh, I'd be worried over these fences that you know he he might just uh, find it a bit tougher and a bit quicker. You know. Yeah, yeah. You think uh, someone uh, used or a horse used to such long distances that it's and it's meant to be leading the pack that it, this should actually favor it it's just gonna if say. it's able to get away from them yeah and he's had three three tr- tough three or four tough form three mile races this year i've seen him in like this it could be just getting a bit you know late in the season the ground is drying up so it might get a bit tough yeah, last sure. the, oh sorry go on. come on yeah no go, go yeah, on. No, no there's one more there on the for yeah, making after, the after uh cheltenham would you be at all on the on the same fence as someone who would nearly just go for Rachel Blackmore? Uh, have some, them kind of bets. Just follow her throughout this festival. I wouldn't at Aintree. Anything can happen at Aintree. There's no Cheltenham is different, you know. Mm. They're they're all geared up for Cheltenham, and uh, the Irish seem to dominate Cheltenham every year. They don't dominate Aintree, and it's a different track, and it's a different it's just. <laughs> It just, it just doesn't seem to, you know, you'll find horses that ran well at Cheltenham. They'll run an entry and they'll just pull up and they, you know, and there's no reason why you might get one the wins. And it's just, it's down to three, it's only three weeks ago, Cheltenham, you have to remember, you know. I don't so, think the near as many runners anyway, Mark. You know? No, no, they won't. No, you'll, you, I, like I always find in a lot of these races that the winner hasn't ran at Cheltenham. A lot of these races, if you go through them at the end, you'll find a lot of them didn't run at Cheltenham, you know. Hmm. But uh, okay. but some of the big races they they will go close like the four forty there Mick that's the, the last one for us on day two um did you have a look at that that's a good three mile ch- uh, hurdle see brave um, man's game going there that was your tip uh, for uh, March uh, wasn't it that that's right yeah yeah um I I really show you off him a bit uh, for for tomorrow like at that price he's what two to one fifteen to um, eight yeah he's very skinny yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have a strong um, uh, feeling on it, Mark, but maybe John Joe Neal joke, um, um, Oscar Elite, maybe, but uh, I wouldn't have a strong it'd be a race. I'd be probably giving a miss. Yeah, yeah. Brave Man's game was toured at Cheltenham, all right. He was toured to Bob Ollinger. Now, we'll just see how good Bob Ollinger is, because I think Bob Ollinger is a superstar. So he he deserves to be favoured because of that. Um, yeah. Oscar Elite was second at Cheltenham, wasn't he, as well? And Streets of Diane was toured at Cheltenham. I think that was the same race they were second and toured in. So they're both going again as well. Yeah, they could be the dangerous. But uh, 
a base man game deserves to be favoured, but be, I'd be like Mick. I'd probably just have a couple of bob each way on streets to die on. Like Mick will go for Oscar Elite just for value. Yeah. Okay. Saturday. Saturday. Bit early on from Farshy for Saturday because I was just looking at all the races. They all have still a 50 or 60 runners in them at the moment. So yeah. we just said we might just concentrate on the two big races on Saturday. There's a Stairs hurdle over three miles. And then yeah. the Grand National. So if that's what you want, Sean, yeah. mm-hmm. what do you think of the stairs, Mick? Who's your favourite there? Right. Uh, um, I would narrow it down. I think Mark to well, in my opinion, just down to two. So it's a fair few with it. One is uh, yours, lads. Uh, Shine the skeletons with Roxana. But I think I would give Paisley Park another chance. I know he was beaten fair and square at Cheltenham, but he's beaten at Cheltenham this this year and last year. But outside of that, he's won everywhere else. And he didn't run. I looked at the race again. I know he, he ended up getting third. He stayed on to get third. And I think, was it Flooring Porter won that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was good on the day. He got, yeah, got the run. They just never really got to him or that, you know. But um, I, I think I'd be uh, I'd be going for Paisley Park in that tomorrow. But danger, maybe Roxanne. But uh, um, do you have any opinion yourself, Mark? Yeah, uh, I'd be... I'd be, you know, I'd be putting Time Hill in me hundred euro double with Fakir do the right. I think yeah. Time Hill, I think Time Hill would have won in the stairs hurdle if he had a ran. So yeah. the fact that he's fitter now and he's had a rest, well, he had this slight injury. I, I, th- yeah, I think Paisley will definitely. Say for Cheltenham, Mark, no. I just got a toe injury very close to the race. That's all. It's nothing major. Yeah. So he's 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 grand now. He'd be, yeah, I, I'd be so, having it. He'd be, he, between him and Fakir, do the Ray, and they're my two bankers of the week. But as I say, it's entry, so it won't be you won't be putting as much on as you would have at Cheltenham. But yeah. Paisley is a great old horse. If Paisley wins, I'd be delighted. You know, yeah. Um, I, I'm Roxanne has let me down too many times in the big races. Yeah. Just doesn't seem to win but the Paisley big ones. Paisley did run well enough at Cheltenham. I know it was beaten fair and square, but it did well to stay on to be third after looking in real trouble turning into the straight you know we we, we, we do to jump oh but yeah you, definitely and Beacon but, Edge was actually ahead of Paisley uh, at Sheldon he's gone as well but uh, no it's a good race it's a very good race to watch alright you know like everybody yeah. will have their favourites but I think time, next, time, time, time Hill and Paisley have proved that they're the best three milers around until Florin Porter came around so I expect the two of them to fight it out again okay and we move on then to what to the to the Grand National itself. Um, we want to go. Yeah, I, 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 I like forty numbers in a hat here, so I'm just going to pick one oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to have a look at the first? Yeah, let's go on. I'm going for uh, a horse. This uh, storyteller. The storyteller. Uh, oh yes, yeah. It's yeah. about fourteen to one now. I know the, the preparation. He actually ran in that same race in the Stairs Hurdle as well. Um, I think he was fifth in it. Behind uh, Rory Porter and um, the horse we're talking about, Paisley Park. But uh, if you go back to his race before that, though, uh, in the Paddy Power Gold Cup, he was second to Kemboy. And fourth in that race was a horse, Manila Endel, who ended up winning the Gold Cup. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's 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 very, very good form right, right at the top of it. Now, for a longer distance here, all right. But I think... Um, the storyteller is very, very good value at 14 to 1. And oddly enough, the jockey that I thought should be riding um, uh, Tiger Roll, uh, Keith Dunahoo, is riding this one. And uh, I'd be, well, you can never be confident about the Grand National, really. He would be the one I'd be going for in it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, look, it's a lottery, isn't it? Um, everybody's going to have their own favourites here. People will be going for names and the beauty's going for jockeys and. 
like and hopefully to be seven or eight places with Paddy Powers anyway. So a couple of each way bets, I think. Like to me now, I always do two or three five euro each way. That's that's as much as I'd put on it. You know, like I have yeah. my own favourites, but whether they stay four miles two or not, who knows? Like far class, yeah, was second to um, the shunter over the two and a half miles and uh, he was staying on over three miles at uh, Leopardstown at Christmas in the Paddy Power so he's a reliable old sort and uh, but, but you know he has to get around the fences and go four miles too I think he's 20 to 1 so that'd be my each way and my second each way would be an old horse that Mick gave me a tip for about five weeks ago down at Fairy House I think it was some neck in a hurdle oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he won a three mile six cross country race at Cheltenham in November and he finished third behind Tiger Roll and Easy Land in the, the cross country race there at Cheltenham a few weeks ago. He looks like he stays forever and he absolutely adores good ground. So he's 33 to 1. So for those who want a little each way bet, far class at 20 to 1 and some neck at 33 to 1. But I think everybody will be doing four or five horses in this and hoping for the best. Yeah, the favourite's a fairly short price in it, Mark, is this cloth cap. It's supposed to be very well handicapped, was it? Look, he, he absolutely bolted in in the big race uh, at Newbury in, in November over three miles. He led the whole way and bait him easy. And it was very impressive and it was good ground. And, and I followed cloth cap last year and he's a good ground horse. And last time out, he went into a grade one and he was he was four to one and he wasn't expected to win. And he led the whole way and absolutely the. the jumped like a stag and left him for dead so he's going to go to the front in the national and he's going to try and lead all the way and he jumps well so i think that's what he deserves to be favored but four to one in a 40 horse race you need your head tested <laughs> it's been hard, all right yeah. yeah yeah okay so hopefully they'll show a profit over the the three days as well mark unless you yeah. have to throw in at the end of it now oh that's really it as i say it's it's not the same atmosphere as uh cheltenham and the, the same the, stu- the same amount of studying Money doesn't go into it, but it's, it's it's a lot better card than I thought it would be. So it's going to be enjoyable. I'm looking forward to the, the definitely Thursday and Friday look good, you know. Apart from Shishkin, uh, who are both your big lumps this week? Time Hill and Fakir to do the re for me. My one would be Chantry House. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. There's 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 a. Uh, if, if you're listening, David Kelly, there's three for you. You only need to pick one more yourself. <laughs> he's, he's, he's gone to the bank link machine as we speak. Yeah, all right. I had heard, uh, like, from what, from what Mick was saying earlier, uh, his dodgiest, one of his dodgiest races he thought was between Tyne Hill and uh, Roxana. Uh, Paisley Park, yeah. Oh, Paisley Park, Park, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So it's amazing how confident you are of that race. Ah, uh, well, I mean, Time Hill was, uh, was I think second to Monkfish last year at Cheltenham, and you've seen how good Monkfish has turned out. And he won easily over three miles first time out, and he got, I think, he got conned by Paisley Park when he was beaten by him. I think he went too early and started looking around. And uh, Richard Johnson said afterwards that he would reverse the form comfortably with Paisley Park next time out. So. I know Johnson's not on board, but the horse doesn't doesn't need to worry about that. That day as well, Paisley Park looked well beaten in that race yeah. as well, and then stayed on, you know. But, but yeah, now I, I think Time Hill will ride a different race this time. I won't go to the front at the last minute, and it's a flatter track, be hard to beat. Okay. 
Well, as as we speak, there's probably money being thrown at these. So uh, will we get on to the golf? The US Masters, the most exciting four days of the year. Apart uh, from Cheltenham, of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what time does it start tomorrow? Uh, they tee off about one o'clock. So you have to get your bets on by one o'clock. You'll get ten places with Paddy Powers each way. That's yeah, I, before one o'clock, you know. I think I heard with Skybet you get eleven places. Oh, there you go, getting yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I support the Irish bookies. <laughs> Fair place, yeah. I support value. Uh, <laughs> uh, so who? Well, we obviously have to talk about first the absolute favorite for no reason. I think uh, the Shambo. What a player! What a man! The scientist, absolute <laughs> headbanger. You know, he'd he'd make uh, Einstein and uh, Dracula proud. You know, uh, he's he's great to watch. I, you know, I used to hate him, but I'm actually starting to like him now. You know, and. He just tries all sorts of mad things. Like he'll go for par fours off the tee, and he'll try this and that. But, but you know, he's a, he's a great golfer. But Augusta's that it's not that kind of track. You know, you have to you have to play for the fairways in Augusta. If you don't find the fairways in Augusta, you're in trouble. So if if he starts throwing some of those wild drives, he'll be he'll be chasing his tail. But uh, he probably deserves to be one of the favourites. But uh, he's not for me. Around Augusta. I think Augusta's for horses for courses, as they say. It's it's one of the few golf courses where um, I think you got to look back at the last five years and see who played well there and then take that into account and then take who's been in form over the last four or five weeks. When you put the two of them together, you normally get the winner at Augusta every year. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I myself, personally, um, I've been following Jordan Speed for the last... Five or six weeks, it's great to see him coming back into form after losing form last year. He was 75 to 1 to win the Masters back in February or the end of January. A friend of mine backed him at 75 to 1 has been telling me all along when he was 50s and 40s and 20s and 14s. And now I think he's 10 to 1 only and he had a good win last week. I think Mick had a few bob on him. I backed him the last four weeks in a row and he was more or less up there the whole time. But I gave up. I didn't want him to win last week deliberately because no one has ever won the the week before the masters and went on to win again so i was sort of but i know mick had a few bob and him fancies him so mick will have a few words on jordan speed in a minute but he's 10 or 12 to 1 as well uh justin thomas who won the players championship uh he loves augusta and he's a great record around here and he uh, since I know his grandfather died, he lost form a bit for a few weeks. They were a very close family, but then he came back to win the the players, and he's had a few weeks rest, and he's going to be bang there, no matter what happens. But you've John Ram as well, who absolutely is in flying form without winning. He's been in the top ten every week. He likes Augusta as well. I think he was third or fourth last year. And Dustin Johnson, who won in in December, is it November when it was on? It was late uh, last year because of the COVID. Dustin hasn't been in form lately. DeChambro's a bit wild. Ram, is, as Mick had now, we've been backing him. He's just never quite gets over the line. You know, he's he'll probably be in the top 10, but a 10 to 1, he's not worth the each way value, you know. But what people are looking for is a couple of outsiders. Like, I'm going to back Justin Thomas to win. Mick, Mick will tell you who he's backing to win. But if you want to, I just have a couple of each ways here for people, you know, who are not big golf uh, fans, but love watching the Masters because of the scenery and that. And you've... Uh, You've Cameron Smith at thirty-three to one, the Australian. He's been playing well in the last five or six weeks, and he finished 
second in the Masters in November. And I think he was fifth in 2018. So he's got form around the course. And he's in good form. So at 33-1, to one, he's a good each way. And the reliable Louis Oosthuizen at 50-1. to one, He loves Augusta. He's nearly in the top 10 every time he plays. And he's actually been playing well lately. Again, probably won't win. But if you're looking for a couple of each ways, those two at 33 to 1 and 50 to 1. And uh, maybe Scotty Scheffler, who I've been following for the last five or six weeks. He was beaten in the match play final. He was well up with them last week and just dropped away the last round or two. I just think he was tired after the match play. And he's played Augusta well before. So at 35, 40 to 1. So for me, for those, it's Thomas to win at 10 to 1. Smith each way at thirty three to one, Ustaz in each way at fifty to one, and Scheffler each way at thirty five to one. Um and just remember you can bet on all sorts of things on this top European, top American, top British player, best first round, a hole in one, there's loads of crack. I think it's on BBC at the weekend or RTE and it's on Sky for four days. The amount of people that watch the Masters is unbelievable. It, it, it's, it's to don't follow golf. It's just that the, the scenery, the water, the the flowers, the colours, it's just its a magic place, you know. So it's just worth watching, even if you don't back the winner. But uh, there are a couple of each ways for me. But as I say, I'll be doing a couple of small each ways and probably wait till Saturday then for it to have a nice bet when you know if you have a chance or not, you know. But Mick is a, Mick is a, a little, his old favourite there, haven't you, Mick? Yeah, well, I'll be, I'll be back. Well, I have backed uh, Jordan Speed at, at the 11 to 1. A couple of quid in him. I wasn't aware of the statistic, uh, Mark, that no one had ever won the week before the Masters and then win the Masters. I wasn't aware of that. But, like, uh, Speed has won this. He won it back in, I think, 2015, I think it was. And, like, if you have to be hitting the fairway, Speed, a bit wild at the start, but when he got going in the in the last round when he needed to, he was hitting the fairways and played well. I was particularly uh, taken with uh, when he tried to do one of the Phil Mickelson flop shots to get back in when he had to drop off the lane and dropped it within a couple of feet of the pin. Maybe you'd try that sometime, Mark, when you're down, back down in Rush. But uh, no, yeah, speed was mine. I, I wouldn't have the same depth of uh, knowledge of the, of the golf as Yeah, Mark. well, actually, my... Let's go with him. Do you know what it is? I gave you the wrong information there before everybody starts ringing in. But actually, it was it was the the par three competition no one has ever won and went on to win the Masters. I made a mistake there. I I picked up the wrong. If some people have won the week before, actually, it so, me all the more confident, Mark. So I, I I take back that before they they start ringing in complaining. So it can happen. And yes, Speed is in great form, absolutely. And he's chipping, is brilliant, is putting, is brilliant. His irons are great. The only thing that's been letting down Jordan Speed is his driving. And he's been getting better and better. If he can keep, if he gets the driving right, boy God, he'd be hard to beat. But the problem is, if he hits some of those drivers astray at Augusta, you're going to be under trees, you know. So, but it's going to be exciting, as I say. So, uh, a few, a few small bets, I think, over the, on the at the start, and then come Saturday when you see the leaderboard, you know, if Saturday night and Sunday night live for four or five hours, going to be great crack. A few cans of beer and uh, have another little bet. Win, lose, or draw, it's just brilliant to watch, you know. If you're trying to pick one, Mark, just to lead after the first day, just a shot in the dark. Oh, yeah, after the first day. That's a good Well, what I recommend is you look at the fellas going out early because it's something about American golf courses, the dew on the course, you know, and there's little or no wind in the mornings and it's not as hot. And uh, I, I find someone who gets out early normally uh, leads after the first round. So um, I... 
I'm just sorry, I'm bringing up the, the, the what you call it, the tea time. Just have a quick look. I'll give you one for the first round leader. I uh, know Jordan Speed, I think, is not going out to last at two o'clock. So right, he'll probably yeah, he'll probably find it uh, hard to be first round leader. Um, there's a fellow there called Will Zalatoris. He's a new, new up-and-coming American. He's been playing very well the last six or seven weeks. He thinks he's had six top tens, right? I know the racing posts have tipped him as the top debutant for the Masters. I think he's even money to be the top debutant. It's his first Masters. So he's going out nice and early. I could see him shooting a good round, um, maybe. And uh, just of the big names going out early, I see Bubba Watson now. Sergio's out early. Dustin Johnson's out early. Westwood McElroy is out early. John Ram is out early as well. Uh, maybe Ram, I think, and uh, Zlatorius. They're my two for the first round leader. Okay, Mark. Yeah. I actually found a power price for uh, Jordan Speed or Ram to win uh, to win it all for uh, eleven to two. I think uh, Jordan Speed's biggest uh, threat would be Ram. In it, to be honest. Well, Ram will be in the top five. I, I actually seen a bet there somewhere. There's some great bets with Paddy Power. You have to go through them. I seen one. I think for Ram for the top five. Uh, Patrick Reed for top ten and Cameron Smith for top twenty and it was twenty five to one. You know, if you have a good look at there's little bets there for a couple of quid to make it interesting for you. You know, it's the kind of tournament or a hole in one. I think it was six to one or seven to one. I can't remember what it was, but it's that kind of tournament where you like me personally. I I done a tell Mick earlier on. I done a lucky fifteen actually on it for a top American, top British and Irish player, top European player, and top rest of the world just for a bit of interest. You know. So it's 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 a good betting tournament, you know. And we'd normally run a tipster competition for it, but unfortunately, with the COVID, we haven't been able to do it. And that used to be a bit of crack as well. Um, but sit down and watch it; you'll enjoy it. And uh, even if you have to back fifteen golfers and spend fifty quid to win forty, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the way, Max. The opposite. Well, it's not. It. To me, the Masters is it was the highlight of the year, the golf calendar, and it's. It's just the second biggest sporting thing of the year for me behind Cheltenham, you know. So, just I just love watching it and have it. You can have a few bets on it, but I, I, I'd probably be still putting bets on, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I've often spent 100, 150 quid on the Masters and won 50 or 60 back, but I've enjoyed it so much, you know. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it you, can, you can get lucky, you know. So, so I wouldn't be putting 20 or 30 quid on anyone. You need your head tested, you know. It's a couple of £2.50s each way and a couple of fivers and just enjoy it, you know. It's yeah. like it's not for it's not to me. I'm not. It's not something I want to a class as a you know a gambler to get involved in. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's so hard with so many of them on such short prices to make any of them each way. Like if you're doing each way on a golfer, uh, I think the minimum like odds you'd have to find are like twenty to one, really. Because like with that, it, it's very likely there's going to be that kind of tie rule where if there's like three of them that have come tent uh it happens so much and it really yeah. down your odds yeah because you like if you're doing a tenner each way say on john ram to be top 10 you're right you're, if he gets in the top 10 you're only getting 30 back for your 20 you know now if you win you get a bonus but you if you look on paddy powers or whatever site you bet on you can get prices like john ram to finish in the top 10 say three to one and you can just have 20 on it then you don't have to do the each way you know what i mean there's different ways of doing it and you can up the stake you don't have to do each way but the problem with those bets is if you wins then you're kicking yourself you know but um 
Yeah, I, look, Ram is definitely going to be in the top. So I just have a bad from backing him the last four or five weeks. He just he seems to try things he shouldn't and has a bit of a temper, you know. He seems uh, to get worse at losing the cool, doesn't he? Yeah, you need to stay calm and and Speed and Thomas are the most calm fellas around, and Dustin Johnson. But I think Dustin doesn't care. He's uh, if he's not in, if he's not in touch, that's it. And the Shambro is going to be all over the place, you know. McElroy, you, you couldn't back him, and Patrick Handley's been all over the shop. As well, Xander Schaffler's not getting getting there. You know, there, there's loads of things. Casey and Westwood and uh, Fitzpatrick for England will all play well. And I guarantee you they'll all be up there, you know? Like, I think I've actually found the one of the best bets I've seen. Uh, evens for Lee Westwood to just make the cut. Well, that's a great bet because Westwood uh, makes the cut at, at, at Augusta every year. And he's in contention every year. And he's in best form of his life. He's at the he's top player in Europe at the moment. And he's... He won a few weeks. Well, he's been second two or two second. times in a row. Yeah. And he, he doesn't even have a proper caddy. He has the girlfriend caddying for him. And now he has the son caddying for him. So, which is great. He's just nice. He's so relaxed. It's unbelievable. Yeah, even money. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, again, though, that's for a big punter, you know. Like, for, for me, I'd be I'd like to have two or three things. You know, maybe, I think I would, a nice little a tenor treble, Johnny, if you're interested, is Westwood. I've seen that to make the cut at even money. And I think I see in eleven to ten or six to five, Ustoyzen to be the top South African. Okay. It's only three. Or, he's, he's eleven to ten, and that fella is Latorius. We were talking about to be the top debutant at eleven to ten. So there's seven to one, a nice treble, just for a bit of interest. You know, things like that. Yeah. You, so throw in Chantry House to make it a proper bet. That's it. Yeah, but you look. Yeah, we might as well go all out. If you want to win a, a quarter of a million, do the lot over the Euro Millions. Don't be listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have a tip for number seven in the lotto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if we hadn't for Dundalk tomorrow night for the or for Friday night before we go, Mick, no. <laughs> the last time I get the last time I gave you a tip, it didn't run. Thank God. So that saved me blushes. Although I think Crawley were beating three two afterwards. So it's a good thing that that oh, wasn't there. People are feeling very desperate after the last day of Cheltenham, so everything would have went on that horse if it went. Yeah, like, well, look, Dundalk is only in the middle of the masses, in the middle of entry. It's too, it's too late to go mad. Look, it, if enjoy the two, the, the entry and the masters. They're not, there's not, they're not big betting things. You know what I mean? If, if you're, if you're a serious punter and you want to take a risk with us, uh, I think do your fifty on Time Hill to win the Stairs Hurdle on Saturday, and then. You can buy me a drink when you see me in Walsh's in about 18 weeks. <laughs> and if it loses, you won't see me for 18 weeks to get me back anyway. <laughs> a privilege talk okay. with you, gentlemen. All right. I'll see Thank you, you Mark. And good, if we, good if good we win at Mick, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, send a barber to you, right? Don't worry. Very No problem. <laughs> say hello to Zeus. All right. All right. Over yeah, and out. Oh, Shani, you'll 